from Washington, this is Talking Tax. I'm your host, Amanda Icone. Well, they did it again. The Internal Revenue Service announced this week that it would, after all, extend the tax filing deadline to mid-May, giving individual taxpayers a one-month reprieve. But it's mixed news for taxpayers and their accountants alike. The profession has been buried under recent changes to the Paycheck Protection Program and is still wading through guidance related to tax relief provided in various stimulus packages. Still, the narrow extension will only prolong a tax filing season that never really ended last year, with 2019 returns still waiting to be processed. Next week, we'll get back to our two-part series looking at the 2020 filing season as a whole. But this week, we wanted to focus on this breaking news and understand what it means for tax pros and their small business clients. To do that, we spoke with Scott Berger, a principal with Kaufman Rawson in Boca Raton, Florida, where he works with entrepreneurs and high net worth individuals. So what was your reaction when you heard the news yesterday that the tax filing season deadline would be extended? Relief or frustration? Sort of in the middle. Uh, As a professional and working long hours since it seems like the last two years of tax season, didn't want to extend it much, but having an extra 30 days from a professional point of view and uh, time to work with our clients and provide accurate extension numbers was sort of a relief. So it was somewhere in the middle, looking forward to a vacation. <laughs> Hopefully you weren't somebody that was planning to take a vacation on April 16th. <laughs> I've learned better over the years. I never go away right after that day. <laughs> Well, so where does your firm stand at this point? Were you and your clients behind? Were you triaging your clients? What's the status of your tax season work at this point? It's pretty much what it's been throughout my career. Uh, you know, early part of the year, January through April is always crazy, triaging as we go. But uh, it's part of the life of a public accountant. So, you know, we were moving through. Fortunately, we're a large firm in many areas of expertise and practice lines. So we're, we've just been going for the last year plus. Well, I wonder about getting the information you need from your clients. I mean, CPAs can't start work until their clients send in their documents or their records to calculate their payment or possibly a refund. Which of your clients are having the hardest time this year getting you their records? Is, is there a particular size of business or a particular industry that's struggling? We haven't seen people really struggle. Uh, The challenge for many clients is how do we exchange the documents as opposed to obtaining the original documents from their providers? Uh, With our offices being closed since last March and everybody working remotely, we've had to explore new ways to exchange documents, be it electronically, uh, meetings at Starbucks, Arms out the window as a car passes your house. Wow. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it sounds like uh, the plot of like a a spy movie or something. (laughs) (laughs) Some instances it sort of feels that way, (laughs) but we've all learned to adapt. Um, So what do we know at this point about who can benefit from the deadline relief? Is it, it's not available to all types of taxpayers Who, who can benefit? This really is a extended period, 30-day period for the individual taxpayer. It does not apply to businesses. 
it's more generally the more sophisticated taxpayer with multiple investments, multiple rental properties, the larger returns. Those taxpayers who are W-2 employees, like the vast majority of the population, they've already had their tax information. They've either filed their own returns using a a TurboTax or one of the free software that are available from the IRS. Uh, So it's it's the more complicated, higher net worth, uh, bigger investor that's really going to benefit a little bit from this. Uh, we've also heard from CPAs that they're still waiting for guidance on maybe unemployment compensation. They're also still waiting through some recently issued guidance, um, including on that intersection between two key relief programs, Paycheck Protection and the Employee Retention Credit. What guidance are you still in need of at this point? And are you still waiting through some of the, the more recent guidance that the IRS has issued? We are waiting for some guidance related to some of the most recent changes, specifically related to unemployment benefits and the tax-free uh, benefit of the first $10,200, uh, some of the credits that are out there, the stimulus payments that have been received. Fortunately for us, most of our clients don't fall into that category. Mm. Uh, not many were on unemployment. Not many are getting a lot of these credits, uh, even though... If you read, about 90% of the population benefits from this. Um, I don't want to be snobby about this, but it doesn't really apply. A lot of it doesn't apply to our client base. I mean, so were your clients going to be filing extensions regardless? We wondered A, a if, good majority of them, though. Yeah. Our tax season usually goes right till October. Okay. But they still have to make estimated payments, even if they do extend. That is key. And this extension does not provide uh, for additional time to make your first quarter 2021 estimated tax payment. That is still due on April 15th. This will give you an extension of 30 days to file your return or or to make your uh, extension payment, but it doesn't apply to your 2021 estimated tax payment. I want to ask about conformity because one of the questions we're hearing is whether states will also adjust their their filing deadlines. You know, just because the IRS extends its deadline doesn't mean that that will apply to the states. I wonder how you manage that, especially for someone who may have tax obligations in multiple states. That's a challenging problem. Uh, you know, each state sets their own deadlines. Fortunately. For us, most of our clients were, are living in Florida and Florida residents where we don't have state income tax, but they do have investments all around the country. So we are constantly monitoring the other state uh, Department of Revenue Taxation uh, online services, as well as the services provided by our AICPA, and trying to keep up with everything all across the country. So one one and done does not apply to your clients. In other words, they'll have to file multiple returns in different places at different times, potentially. Potentially, yes. You know, the larger, more sophisticated clients that have investments around the country uh, are, are finding that the states are in desperate need of tax dollars and uh, looking for our, these investors in all their states to file their returns and pay their tax. I wonder, too, about firm revenue. Uh, 
the extended tax season last year also postponed when firms could collect revenue for their filing season work. And, and that was a contributing factor to the huge demand for PPP loans among accounting firms last year. I wonder, is, is that a risk here this year? There's definitely a concern from for our practice and I'm sure other CPA firms, especially when a significant portion of your revenue comes in a concentrated period and extending that period out will uh, spread that revenue across the year. Uh, we're going to continue as a firm to push ahead as if April 30th is the deadline and try to recognize that revenue where we can. We may have to take some measures and do more advanced billings and progress billings than we normally would, but uh, there will be some effect for sure. Many clients will say, oh, I have an extension, and human nature, people like to procrastinate. (laughs) They sure do. I'm guilty of procrastinating when it comes to paying my taxes. Um, Talk about the IRS backlog. Returns from last year are still waiting to be processed. There's been error notices that have been sent out. Um, Checks that have been sent are waiting to be deposited. This this was an issue that the American Institute of CPAs raised with the IRS when it originally called for a filing extension. How are 2019 tax filings affecting your clients this year? Of course, we're talking about the 2020 tax season and, and and there's still paperwork waiting out there from last year. Yeah, there, there's still a tremendous backlog. Uh, Commissioner of the IRS recently came out and, and indicated that the backlog had been cleared and the trailers had been emptied. Uh, don't know what that means. We're still dealing with <laughs> many issues, uh, erroneous notices, as you mentioned, uh, refunds being held up. I mean, the IRS has been attempting to do it great job of reducing the amount of tax fraud and refund errors, but a significant number of clients are still waiting for refunds from 2019's filing. Uh, Getting through to the people at the IRS has been extremely challenging, Uh, long, much longer than normal delays on the phone. Correspondence, IRS computers love to spit out notices every 21 days, and they're telling you it takes about 90 days to respond to a notice from their end, and which and you usually get a follow-up that says they need additional time. It's not been a pretty sight. It's, there's a lot of frustration on behalf of both the taxpayers and the professionals in trying to resolve these issues. So, Scott, I wonder what the next week is going to be like for you. I mean, normally we would literally have a month until the deadline. Um you know, does this change how you structure your day? Who 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 is it return you open and start working on next? Like walk me through what, what's next for you and your team. First things first, it's another cup of coffee, more long <laughs> hours. <laughs> it, it's not gonna change anything. Uh, as I said earlier, we're we're directing our team to move ahead as if April fifteenth was the deadline both to get the work cleared and, and service our clients the best that we can be to recognize the revenue and improve, you know, keep our firm's cash flow going. Uh, and inevitably there'll be some that will benefit from this extra 30 days. I mean, it seems like a long time, but, uh, you know, I don't know where the last year has gone. So I'm sure that the next 30 days are going to go just as fast. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, 
Scott. We really appreciate it. Uh, Scott Berger is a principal and tax accountant with Kaufman Rosin. Amanda, thank you very much for your time. You can find Up to the Minute News on the latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. And don't forget to tune in next week for the final half of our two-part series on the 2020 tax season. We'll speak with KPMG's National Managing Partner for Tax, Rima Sarafi, about the biggest tax compliance challenges facing corporate filers. And share your thoughts with us on Twitter. We use the handle at tax. Talking Tax is produced by me, Amanda Icone, and David Schultz. Patrick Ambrosio is our editor. Special assistance today from Colleen Murphy. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. From Washington, I'm Amanda Icone. My name is David Schultz, and I'm here to announce On the Merits, a new podcast from Bloomberg Law that brings you everything you need to know about the biggest legal stories of the week, coupled with smart interviews and analysis on a variety of topics, such as the incoming Biden administration's judicial priorities. So I think diversity is is kind of the watchword here. We'll also keep our eyes on the Supreme Court. Now everyone is on Breyer watch. We're all watching to see when or if Justice Breyer is going to step down. You'll hear voices and perspectives from across the legal industry, including reporters and editors, attorneys, legal scholars, general counsel. But lest you think this podcast is all just news you can use, from time to time we stumble on a court docket or legal opinion that, for whatever reason, just piques our interest. And he started this opinion, 224th of it, citing the Passchendaele battle. It's one of the largest battles of World War I. Um, that seems like a strange way to start off an opinion on corporate law. You can download On the Merits wherever you get your podcasts.